Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I'm a financial advisor in Northern California, and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. Well, we have been getting pretty detailed here lately, (laughs) talking about debt ceilings, Fed taperings, getting pretty technical. So I want to look at things from a bigger picture today and just take a step back for a minute. We're approaching the end of 2021. Yeah, I know. Pretty insane, but telling you before we know it thanksgiving's gonna be here and gone it'll be christmas time and then new year new me which is my particular favorite (laughs) everyone's making their major life changes that last normally about four and a half days but (laughs) as we're getting towards the end of the year and the beginning of 2022 it will be time to go back and start making the rounds and talk with every client to discuss the last six months of market performance and basically what our game plan is going forward so really one thing that I'm going to talk talk about a lot with everybody is the idea of fear and greed. Because really, when we think about it, these are the two biggest factors in decisions that people make with their investments. Lately, for the past few years, obviously, it's been on the greed side. Some clients, you know, they're getting, we're getting to the point where they were surprised or almost disappointed if we were getting less than 15 to 20% returns during the year. And I had to remind them about what we were trying to accomplish and that we're actually way ahead of their plan. But the greed that we all have, including myself, I have to think about this and make sure that I'm not falling susceptible to it also. But that greed, it pushes us to want to take on more and more and more risk. Nobody wants to miss out on big upswings and just be on the sidelines during that. We all get FOMO, fear of missing out. If you know your best friend down the street throws a huge party and you weren't invited, how do you feel? Well, I think it's a pretty similar feeling when everybody's talking about how much money they're making in Bitcoin or in Tesla or whatever stock they're in, and they're just absolutely killing it in the stock market, and maybe your portfolio was lagging way behind because you aren't as invested as aggressively. It's the same feeling for a lot of people. They don't like missing out. But let's look at some actual data here because, again, I think a lot of us need a reminder that 15, 20, 25% a year of returns, it's not a realistic expectation. So let's look at the S&P 500 for our numbers here. It's a good indication and a good benchmark. It's composed of the 500 leading companies and leading industries of the U.S. economy. (laughs) You've easily already know that because you hear it every single time you listen to an episode in my disclosures in the beginning. So let's look back over the last... 50 years going from 1971 to 2020 what do you think the annual rate of return of the s&p 500 is over the last 50 years it's 10.9 percent not 15 not 20 not 30 it's about an annual 11 percent return and 
Plus, remember, the S&P is a pretty aggressive benchmark. There are no bonds in there. There are no hedges for Fed tapering or inflation built in. So a long run goal of 10 to 12 percent is an aggressive goal and requires more inve aggressive investing. And that's where I'm seeing the greed come into play. 10% a year, 10 to 12% a year, all of a sudden it doesn't sound as appealing as it used to. It sounds boring right now. But by beating those numbers over the past few years, that just sets us ahead of the plan so that the down years don't absolutely kill us. Because those downtimes, guys, they're going to come. It's not really an if, it's a when. Now, this is where I believe that I provide the most value for my clients. I really only have a few jobs that I do, do for people. I'm going to manage your emotions, throw off discouragement, and then in turn help you achieve your goals. And <laughs> obviously there's a lot that goes into all that, but those are the main things that I do for people. And right now, I believe that part of managing the emotions aspect is getting my clients away from the, the greedy stage that we've been in for quite a while now, and then preparing for the fear. If we don't talk about the fear, then it's just gonna jump out of nowhere and scare us and we're gonna have a major problem. So how do you prepare for fear? Well, first off, I know I harp on this all the time, but you have to know what you want to accomplish. I will not invest money for my clients until I have a very good understanding of what they want to accomplish with their funds and what the exact goal is. Because without the goal, we cannot manage emotions or expectations at all. It's impossible. Another way to manage fear is to know actual facts. And this is one of the biggest things that stands out to me with investing. So what happens if tomorrow we all wake up and the market's down 5%? And the news is saying Fed tapering scared everybody. Inflation is running rampant. Supply chains are ruined and everybody's panicking selling. Well, everyone would start thinking, oh man, I, I need to sell also. I better get out. It's, it's coming now. We're in for it. We're going to get crushed. Get me out of here. Okay, so you sell. Phew, thank gosh, right? You don't have to worry about the next year of potential torture. You go to bed. You're sleeping great because all you're you know, sitting mostly on the sidelines. And then you wake up the next day and the market rebounded everything. The Fed, they explained their process of tapering and installed confidence again. People realized it was an overreaction and they saw discounts in the market and bought back big and you missed the whole thing. And <laughs> these facts right here are exactly why you cannot play the timing game. It's just so, so difficult to do. And it's just crazy to me that this kind of data, it isn't presented, it's not thought about enough. So again, I wanna take the S&P 500 and now I wanna look at returns over the last 15 year period. So we're gonna go from 2005 to the end of 2020. During that time, if you were invested in just looking at just being invested in the S&P, and if you stayed in the game every single trading day of that entire 15 year period, you would have had just about a 10% return over that time frame. A 10%, that's an annualized return, not total over the 15 years, an annualized average 10% return. So then let's say you panicked a couple times. I mean, think about all the crazy stuff that went on during 2005 to 2020. Holy cow. There, there were so many reasons to be worried and want to pull money out. You could have had the boogeyman jump out at you a ton of times during that period and, and been worried about it. And if you got worried and sold and you sat on the sidelines, and if you just missed out on only the 10 best trading days during that during that time period, just 10 days over an entire 15 year period, guess what happens to your return? It drops from an average annual of 10% all the way down to about 4.3%. It drops over 5%. I mean, are you kidding me for just missing out on 10 of the days of during that 15 year period? So 
Now, let's pretend you got really scared and you missed out on 20 of the best trading days over the last 15 years. Now, you'd have gotten an annualized return of about 0.88% a year, less than 1%. If you missed 30 of the best trading days over the last 15 year period, you got a negative annualized return of 1.8%. And if you missed the last or the best 40 days, you had an average annual return of negative 4.26%. And guys, we don't know when those best days are going to come. Nobody knows. Over a 15-year period, 40 days seems like nothing. But if you missed out on that, you literally were getting a negative annualized return. It's just crazy. But that's the real truth. And that's the reason I'm so big on understanding goals, understanding time horizon, and understanding your risk tolerance. Because even if you aren't that risky, your goals are coming up soon. We're going to have you invested in a way that you can stay in the game and stick with the plan so we do not sell and miss out on those good days. And right now, I think people have forgotten the feelings that they had during the 2000.com crash or when 9-11 happened, what happened with the stock market then, the 2008 credit crisis, maybe even already forgetting the feeling you might have had when COVID hit last year and things were tanking. And if you sold during those times and missed out on opportunities, you have to learn from that and not let it happen again. But I want to make sure that every person I work with is prepared for another circumstance like that. Because if we plan for it, if we diversify your portfolio and we know what we want to accomplish, then you aren't going to lose sleep in down markets and over crazy headlines. And you won't miss out on those important big days that can make or break a portfolio. And this really also takes more than just a traditional stock and bond portfolio. You know, I've said it a lot of times, you have to have more tools in your tool chest than that, especially for people who are a little bit older and a little bit closer to their goals. That's when I believe that fixed products play a huge role in buffering volatility. If you have goals that are approaching and money that you feel you cannot lose, then including some fixed products with principal protection and things, it's a necessary component. And lots of people don't want to talk about that right now because those products don't get a 15 to 20% return. They're not sexy. They're not exciting like talking about Bitcoin going absolutely bananas. But when those products stay positive and don't lose money or even maybe just get a small gain when the market might lose 20%, then people see the value and then people want to utilize them. But for most people, by the time that they want these things, it's too late. So that's my message for you today, guys. Greed and fear drive you and your investments. Take a step back, make sure you aren't being too greedy right now, and make sure that you're set up in a way that you're not going to panic and sell everything when, not if, when we see rocky waters. And if you would like help doing that, if you want to talk about your goals and how you should be set up to accomplish all of those things, then head over to my website at hunterlowry.com. And right on that page, you can schedule a call with me and we'll just talk for 30 minutes and go over how I can potentially help you accomplish all of your goals. Okay, guys, and this isn't meant to be scary. This isn't meant to be alarming. Again, I, I try to make sure that I always say that because I don't want you to say, oh, Hunter says sell the farm and we need to just be very, very conservative right now. That's not what I'm saying. But again, just depending on your situation, it might be some time to take some risk off the table and get into some safer investments so that these crazy waters that we may see going forward aren't gonna absolutely knock your boat over. And on that note, it's a great day to have a great day, guys. Take care.